Welcome to Every Part, a division of Sharing Bread Ministries, highlighting different parts of the body of Christ in work, culture, and personality. Hosted by Kaylee Yo and me, Betsy Eldridge. We got to interview Sarah Tyke Miller, and it was such a good interview. She has such a passion for the Lord, and it's been really great to hear about how she is trusting Him in, I would almost say, extreme ways, things that we would be really nervous to do. She is doing and walking in faith, even giving away her car. You're going to want to hear this, so stay tuned. We had... um Two people have to cancel. Okay. And mom had just, like, literally, my mom had called me and she was like, I had the best talk. <laughs> she was like, I've been at Starbucks for two we hours. Were. We really were. <laughs> for I two hours. It. And she describes, she tells me your name. Okay. But I have a, the, like, attention span of a gnat. Okay. But she also describes, like, what you look like, where you used to work, all these different okay. characteristics of you. So I say to Tate, um... A couple of days ago, my mom had lunch with this girl. She used to work at Christian Service Mission. She has red hair and crystal green eyes. She was like, um, and, and I was like, I cannot remember her name, but I hear that she is amazing. And he was like, it's Sarah. I know exactly who you're talking about. I'm calling her. That's I was awesome. like, yes. <laughs> that is so That's good. That's going to be awesome. Oh, so so I'm sweet. so excited to meet you. Yeah, I'm excited to meet y'all too. Well, tell us about you. Um. Yeah, so... I feel like your mom just had to hear all of this. Um, but I'm from Birmingham, graduated from Homewood in 2017, and then went to Auburn for two years. Got encountered pretty hardcore by God in Auburn, not for the first time, but for the first time that I took really seriously. And that's when I surrendered everything to him. So from there, it's been a crazy journey, and God has brought me back to Birmingham in this season, and I'm going to remain here until he tells me otherwise. That's awesome. Yep. Yep. What in Auburn or who or what what circumstances brought you into knowing the Lord in Auburn? How did that Yeah, work? so um, long story short on this as well, between my two parents, there's been a total of seven marriages. So um, when my mom and dad got divorced, my dad's one, my dad was pretty much like, I don't want y'all to be here if you don't want to be here. Like y'all can float back and forth as much as you need to. You're really free to do that. My only thing is you have to go to church every Sunday. And then that was intensified even more so when he started paying for our school when we went to Auburn. So he was like, if you want me to pay for school, I'm happy to, but you've you've got to go to church every Sunday. I don't care where you go. I don't care what condition you go in. You just have to go. And so I would go um, and I would be sometimes in rare form, like just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But every every week the word was getting sent into my heart. And it was just taking over, like week by week. It was just setting root deeper and deeper. And it was ruining my fun um, because I just, I would, I would go my own way and I would just feel the resistance to the word. Like I could just feel myself not yielding to the word and to what the spirit was doing inside of me. And so it was, yeah, the um, summer after my freshman year when I just was like, I cannot keep. I cannot keep resisting this. Like it is it is exhausting me to resist this all the time. And I kind of went into full surrender with this mentality of like, okay, I'm gonna give this four months. And if this doesn't work, I'm gonna go back to hardcore drugs and partying and all the things. Um, and it, it, it swept me, it swept me. And yeah, completely changed my life. And um, yeah, I would say, I would say like the, since then, freedom has been like the cry of my heart for sure, because that was the most free I'd ever felt in my entire life. And you would think that that wouldn't be the case um, when you completely come under Him, but when you when you completely come under the Spirit of God, it's just the most liberating thing ever. It really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the chains that bound you are, are aren't there anymore. Yes. So yeah. 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 Free yeah. to live. Yeah. 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 And. and in God's arms. Yes. I mean, it's like surrendering all to him 
who carries you through all of these hard things. Yeah. What did surrender look like? You say you gave it four months. What does that entail? Um, well, I the first thing was like breaking up with my boyfriend. Okay. I was like, okay. oh, and that was <laughs> the thing that I would I would like do 21 days of prayer and fasting at Highlands. And I'd be like, well, God, I'll just change some behavior, but I'm not going to break up with him. Right. Like, I can just hold on. <laughs> yeah. And so that was the first that was the first thing that I knew um, had to go. And so that, and then just really like an entire, it was like one, it was August 5th and it was like a complete lifestyle change. And one day I was like, okay, I'm going to get completely new friends. So I was in a sorority at Auburn and I I went into rush that week. So I was, that was the fifth. And then I went into pre-rush that week and I went up to girls in my sorority, like the small group of girls that I knew were Christians. And I was like, y'all are going to have to help me because I need friends and I can't keep having the friends that I have if I'm actually going to do this yeah so um yeah friends were a huge deal boyfriend was a huge deal and then just really like investing in the church I got super involved at Church of the Highlands did 252 was in the house of God all the time and when you're in his house you're not as concerned about what's happening outside of your house and so I think that was honestly just his grace to pull me into that because I didn't know at the time that I needed that and I also didn't know really the process of sanctification and that like I was going to have to learn to resist my flesh because I was in first love yeah, and I was yeah, like this yeah. is amazing uh-huh. I feel so free um, and not realizing that he was really developing some roots there that were that ended up being really important or still are really important yeah. um, to me now yeah well, oh, I can't imagine how scary that would be. Like, <laughs> you're in college, you, yeah, your life has cut, been going cut. this whole yeah, way, yeah, and now yeah, you're yeah, cutting yeah. friends, making new friends. Yeah. I mean, tell me about that. Tell me yeah. about like, what those girls were like when you came up to them and said, "Hey, I need new friends." Like, <laughs> yeah, was that? Um, I think I think there were, yeah there were a lot of girls that got it. There were a lot of girls mm-hmm. that got it, or they were just really excited. I don't think that they'd ever at that point maybe seen something like that. Just mm-hmm. I was pretty, I was pretty just unashamed about it I was like okay I know this is the way forward and I'm pretty desperate like I'm not going to be able to do this in my own strength um and so they were stoked like they just took me under their wing and I got grafted into community at Auburn in a really special way um I would say at that point once I fully surrendered to him I I think yeah there was just a grace on not being under the fear of man Mm -hmm. like i've always been wild so as a kid i was wild and um even yeah at the age of seven had some have some really cool god stories of of me at an early age just doing pretty bold things Mm -hmm. that to me just felt like overflow and then going into high school and college um, my wildness was in like the ways of the world. Mm-hmm. And then once my heart got on set on fire for God, I just kind of was was full steam ahead on whatever it took to start living for him. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so there wasn't a ton of fear. It just felt very unknown. Yeah. And I feel like that is a reoccurring theme of uh-huh. my walk with him. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, yeah, I'm like, is it ever going to feel more familiar? <laughs> and the, the more people I talk to, the more they're like, oh, no, yeah. you know. But that's <laughs> fun. It's the surprising parts of God that are always so cool mm-hmm. and how he works all of these things together. It's neat. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's like a fun mm-hmm. ride to get to be on. It yeah. is. Well, I like how brave you are and bold. And you say mm-hmm. wild, but I feel like that's just an incredible mm-hmm. personality trait, too, to be able to kind of walk forward in that because not everybody could do that. Will you share some of your seven-year-old stories? I'd love to hear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, I I don't specifically remember this, but I heard stories from my godmother about when we went to Gardendale First Baptist for a while mm-hmm. and the worship would be going on and I would just want to stand up on the pews and like lift my hands and fully go for it and there was nothing that was really going to stop me (laughs) and um so that was that was crazy and then I went to a a small private Christian school in Gardendale at that time and they were constantly presenting the gospel for if kids wanted to give their life to Jesus and I constantly wanted to give my life to Jesus and I was just searching for the more of God so they would ask if if you want more of God in your life like raise your hand or come forward and I just couldn't I was constantly going forward and trying to meet with teachers and people being like how can I get more of this like there's got to be more to this um and then probably my favorite I do remember this mm-hmm. this season really well my grandmother who's now passed she loved um, ministering to women in nursing homes 
And so we would go to the nursing homes and I, I, looking back on it, I really just think I was following the spirit because I would just leave whatever room we were in and go minister to people in the hallway and push them in their wheelchairs and sing over them and read the Bible to them. And I was just, I remember feeling, looking back on it, I'm like, I felt the presence of God, Mm -hmm. but was just so, just felt so free. Just felt so free. And like with God, I could do anything in that nursing home. That's crazy. So, yeah. Do you, did you mentioned a little bit about your upbringing, but was that something your parents poured into you? Or do you feel like you just had that desire on your own? That's amazing. um, I have a really interesting uh, kind of mystical uncle. Okay. Like uh, that's a really interesting part of my story. And I think that that level of boldness and just kind of, abandonment to the normal of the world i spent a lot of time with him growing up probably until i was eight or nine and then i didn't really spend time with him anymore but um i think that he probably planted some seed of of just that like he lived out in the woods and was just crazy in love with jesus and um came out of the jesus movement and so there was a lot of freedom there with him and so i think i think he really sowed that into me and then i think my parents um I would say they did the best they could to to emphasize what God was doing, um, but I wouldn't say that I was raised in like a Christian home, okay, where everyone was really communing with God and with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how old were you when they got divorced? Eight. Okay, I was eight. So really young. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's young. It's young. It's really young. Mm-hmm. It's really young. It's really interesting to see how aware you are, though, even at a young age. Mm-hmm. I think how just yeah, I was way more aware than I would have ever guessed an eight-year-old could be, mm-hmm. just because you can feel things in the house and mm-hmm. you can feel tension and and it's yeah, it's definitely yeah. warfare. Was that hard for you? Did you feel like you had to grow up fast? Did you? I mean, you say you know what was going on. Do you feel like you had to? Yeah, for sure. Not pick sides, or I mean, what was that? For like? sure, it wasn't was really it? so much of a side picking as as trying to figure out what reality is mm-hmm. just because when mm-hmm. you're really young your parents define reality for you mm-hmm. and when their reality gets swept out from under them for whatever reason you're like oh I really don't know what reality is mm-hmm. um, and so I think it was more I was constantly trying to piece together parts of their relationship or parts of the stories that I'd heard or stories like looking back as an eight-year-old being like where were the gaps that I didn't see or where were the parts that I did th- see? I think that that was probably the toughest part, mm-hmm. um, just because there's not there's no childlikeness in that. Yeah, you know? that's a it lot makes of you questioning. Question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got divorced when I was twenty, and it still felt a lot of that. All the yeah. things you think, you know, you start to question, yes. and you do have to, to figure out what it's like for yourself. But that's yes. hard when you're eight years old. Yeah, it's really tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, was that about the time that you sort of started? drifting away from the Lord like because I mean you're telling these stories like when you were raising your hands and wanting more of God so mm-hmm. at what point between there and college did you what, did it shake your foundation with the Lord a little bit oh yeah is that I think it, yeah I think it shook my foundation for life mm-hmm. um yeah I think I was like what is life in general and so then mm-hmm. I went my mom moved to Homewood my dad stayed in Fultondale at the time because he has a restaurant there and uh, that was definitely a different culture and a more worldly culture than what I've been used to because I was in a really small kind of country, private Christian school. Mm-hmm. And then moving to Homewood, it was a huge shift of just, yeah, people, just yeah. the way that families operated, the amount of money people had, mm-hmm. um, the way they dressed. Like I remember seeing Paisley smocks and being like, what are those on fourth graders? <laughs> like I just had no, <laughs> I think I showed up in like a gap sparkly outfit and felt amazing until I, uh, I just, yeah. I had no clue. I had no <laughs> clue. And so I think at that point in fourth grade, I was like, I don't fit here. And what do I have to do to earn the right to fit in mm-hmm. like what's it gonna take mm-hmm. and so even from that age I think I began making compromises in my spirit and in my heart just of like well I have to create my own life now like it's no it's no longer a given I have to um yeah figure out how to operate in this and so yeah with with the values of the world and, and kind of selling out to that you just conform to whatever you feel like people want you to be and whatever feels the best. So mm-hmm. all throughout middle school and high school was in with the popular crowd, 
just doing whatever it took to stay there and kind of not create resistance mm-hmm. um, because I felt lucky to be in it at all because I came in late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that sounds just exhausting. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like no wonder surrendering mm-hmm. was so freeing. I mean, I, I think mm-hmm. like in the Bible, no wonder God says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Like, because it's freeing being yes. transformed. It's like yes. not so exhausting running at like, trying to conform to the world that changes like this. Yep. I mean, you yeah, know, it's yeah, all yeah. constantly changing and you're constantly pleasing and then not pleasing and, yep. and you're yep. or wondering if you're pleasing. Um, so mm-hmm. I bet, I bet the, uh, uh, I can only imagine the load that it felt coming off of you. Yeah. Like when you got into college and started, or, or I mean, I guess halfway through college, mm-hmm. halfway through college, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, surrendered your life to yes. the Lord and gave it to him. Yes. That was awesome. Yes, because then there's one to please. One. There's one. Right. Yeah. And it costs everything, but there's only one. Right. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it's not everyone. It is one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. I, I wish people, more people, like, really understood that yes because it really yes. is so freeing like they're like oh what you don't get to do all these other things I'm like no 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 you don't understand yes. like you're only pleasing god yeah like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's rich reward even just in that relationship with him like mm-hmm. if it looked like nothing in the physical reward wise just in the emotional and spiritual connection to him there's so much liberation that people will never see mm-hmm. yeah. like so as yeah. a i remember as a non-believer or pre whatever you would want to classify that looking in I saw restrictions because I was seeing physical mm-hmm. while n- not understanding the emotional and spiritual liberation that children of God were experiencing right yeah talk That's about those yeah um yeah well I think I think it's something that I'm still um experiencing how to just answer to the one and and in thinking about about my journey so far with God from that initial moment of freedom that has been the cry of my heart is to stay in that space because it is it is so freeing so there's there's been things that either he's revealed to me that i had all along the way that he's ready for me to lay down or things of old that i picked back up Mm -hmm. and you can feel i mean i think one agreement with god one part of your life that you try to make conditional about following him and that that liberation or that that freedom with the spirit is is thrown off for me my nearness doesn't change, but my experience of the nearness changes for sure. Oh, yeah. um, and so, in any yeah, and when I'm when I'm completely under his authority, I would say that 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 freedom manifests as a ton of joy. Mm-hmm. I get really good sleep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, there's just amazing peace. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that my head's lifted more more than it is like aware of of the normal mm-hmm. like i'm just my my thoughts are higher yeah. and and my concerns are higher and my my interests and my questions are higher mm-hmm. um and the spirit of revelation i would say is a lot more present just because i'm not i'm not consumed with self and i think that that's what trying to manage your own life mm-hmm. makes you is you have to be so internally turned that you can't move any higher like you can't you can't think beyond yourself mm-hmm. because you're so worried about either correcting yourself or managing yourself or keeping yourself in safety whereas it's the it's the surrender to god that allows you to to not be turned inward you yeah. know and i think that's the the most freeing part of yeah the walk with the walk with jesus yeah that's awesome yeah so excited so you're 23? 22. I'm um, almost, I'll be 23 in September. Well, happy birthday. Right now. Yes. Oh, you're so young and you're doing so much of the Lord. It's just, you're so on fire. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did you do after Auburn, after kind of the switch and you really went full <laughs> well, in for him? What yeah, did you so do? that whole sophomore year I was involved in church and I hadn't really realized how, how free I was. Like I was experiencing it, but I didn't have language for it and I didn't have a ton of practical implications of that Mm -hmm. and that really got put to test um that summer that following summer so this is in 2018 the summer of 2019 i went to uganda okay i just had super childlike like i was like oh if i'm interested in this let's do it we're going now all in yes (laughs) did Um, you go where'd you go and you go by yourself no um have you heard of sozo children in birmingham i went with them so i did an internship where were y'all in uganda what part 
Um, in Tebe. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went that summer, and I was on fire. I didn't really realize I was on fire. I just mm-hmm. thought it was normal. <laughs> but but mm-hmm. moving into that culture and just the spirit of of freedom and high praise and like really desperate walks with God. I was experiencing that on the inside, but then being around people like that, they were experiencing that on the outside. Mm -hmm. I just exploded. Like I just, that's where I learned. God taught me there about um, the secret place and he would wake me up like super early in the morning and I would just go and sit and I didn't have Wi-Fi, I didn't have my phone. Mm -hmm. So I just learned Mm -hmm. how to commune with God in that way. And I learned that I could really hear God's voice and I didn't know before that I could hear God's voice. Mm -hmm. And that's a game changer for sure because (laughs) then it gets super personal. And there's a ton of accountability in that. Um, And I really experienced the freedom of like true worship, like worship in spirit and truth. Mm -hmm. And um, the people in Uganda would just let the songs and the spirit of God, like it felt like it was tearing through their bodies. Like they Mm -hmm. would completely lay down and let him soar through. And that that resonated with my spirit so Mm -hmm. much. And my spirit testified with that and was like that that is what a captive set free feels like. Like yeah. that is me on yeah. the inside. Yes. And that is, that's what I'm experiencing. So um, I, yeah, so that summer God called me. I'd just gotten into nursing school at Auburn. Okay. And I worked really hard to get into nursing school yeah. at Auburn and just had put a ton of security in that. And that summer God called me away from Auburn, told me not to go back to school and to go to a ministry school out in Redding, California, that I'd honestly only heard controversial things about. And so (laughs) I was like, oh, I would rather go to the Middle East. (laughs) Like, hi. Please don't make me do this. Please don't make me do this. Yeah, and I was was super crushing on this cute Presbyterian boy at the time, and I I just knew. (laughs) I was like, I know that if I go this route, I'm going to lose everything that I know. And even, like, my family's trust, maybe. Like, I don't know what this is going to look like. And so then, of course, the spirit of reason and understanding kind of comes in Mm -hmm. against that, and you're trying to rationalize it all instead of just submitting to the voice and Mm -hmm. waiting for revelation to come later. And But, I mean, I couldn't sleep. I, I couldn't sleep. Yeah, without without being surrendered to that word. Wow. And so we got home late that July, and then early August, I packed two suitcases and moved out to California. No way. Um, and That's just crazy. just fully so went awesome. for it. Just fully went for it. And it was all by his, his grace and his drawing yeah. that I was even able to respond, obviously. But that move was a huge move for me because I think it took me – um, in the same spirit that I was experiencing in Uganda, that spirit of freedom, mm-hmm. the spirit of God there, I was kind of swept into a culture that revolved around that mm-hmm. um, in ministry school. And so it just was really great, I think, for some roots to be put down in that and mm-hmm. to hear, like, put language and experience to what I felt yeah. instead of going back to the normal. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I don't think that I was ready or had the roots to go back to the normal all the way yet. Mm-hmm. Um and so that was, yeah, 2019 into 2020. And then the pandemic hit mm-hmm. in 2020. And then I came back home and felt led to stay home pretty much from there until now. Okay. Great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sometimes sharing your faith can be intimidating, but genuine questions, genuine questions can lead to gospel conversations. In Matthew, Jesus enters Caesarea Philippi and asks his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Jesus then asked, what about you? Who do you say that I am? Jesus used questions throughout scripture to uncover the heart of man concerning himself, and we can too. I love asking people, what do you think about Jesus? It helps open the conversation to share my faith that Jesus loved me so much that he saved me from my sin and shame through his life, death, and resurrection. And now I walk in the love of God with assurance that one day I will live with him. Just as Jesus asked his disciples, who do you say that I am? You can ask those you meet, what do you think about Jesus? And use this question to share your faith. To hear a complete presentation of the gospel, visit sharing-bread.com. Isn't it funny how God 
like he just doesn't let it die. Like, right. You know, like he, yes. he tells you to do something, like that starts becoming the only thing that yes. you do. I mean, and he <laughs> will not let you move on yes. until you actually deal with it. Yes. I mean, I love that he does that because sometimes I'm like, that's not God. I know yeah. you're not telling yeah, me yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, surely not. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can surely not him for a real long time. <laughs> and finally, he's like, yes, Betsy. Yeah. Or it's like, we, he stays the same. Mm-hmm. So when he's decided mm-hmm. something, it's concrete. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, it's part of your life with him now. Yes. And if you want to try to avoid him in that, you can't have the fullness of intimacy that we're made for. Right. You know, because you come up to him and he's the same, but that part is still there. Mm-hmm. Like, that thing right. that he said, that word is still alive and it's still there. And so it's like, oh, this isn't going to change, which means I'm going to have to change. Right. Which means this is going to be painful, but <laughs> there's not another option if I want to move forward or deeper in this. Right. Mm. Yeah. He's making something beautiful. That's and right. we're the ones who miss out. That's right. We don't do what he's called us to do. Yes. I mean, you know, you would have been the ones who missed who missed out on if you didn't go to Uganda. Yes. Not those people. Yes. They were going to worship with or without That's right. you. But you get to be a part of what That's God is right. doing. And he's blessed those people mm-hmm. through you and and mm-hmm. you through those people. Mm-hmm. Which is so cool. Yes. I mean, it's all about, you know, doing the part that God has called us to do. Yes. I mean, and like yes. doing what he's called you to. Because yes. what he's called you to is different than what he's called me to. That's right. I mean, I say it all the time to my That's kids. That's right. And, I feel like I'm just like a broken record, but That's right. God has something for you to do that yes. I, that only you can do. Yes, and He wants you to do it, and that's why He's so loud, and that He doesn't let it go. Yeah, so yeah, that we yeah, don't yeah. miss it. Yeah, I heard one time someone said that the spirit of religion, so like the tradition and the form and the emptiness of the spirit of religion, makes God impersonal and powerless. Mm. And then on the opposite of that, that the Spirit of God is personal and powerful. So he has a specific call for specific people, and it comes from communion and abiding that you hear that, you hear that voice. Yes. But it is so, it is so personal. And in the moments where I've tried to not yield or not surrender, I can so see how I make myself, I try to just look at the broad picture and be like, okay, these were your broad commands, or these are the broad things you say. This isn't Mm -hmm. as specific or as narrow as it feels like it is on my life. But then when I come back under submission to the Spirit of God in that way, it's like, no, this is so personal. Yes. And every single decision I make is either sowing in the in the Spirit toward you in this or sowing in the flesh against you in this. And there's not a neutral. There's not at all. There's a not neutral. a neutral. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I, it's kind of like a, a hot cup of water and you put a tea bag in it. That tea bag gets in every single molecule of water. It changes every single molecule. Yes. And that's how God is. I mean, He wants to change every single molecule. You yes, can't take Him on. out. And like, even if you take the tea bag out, I mean, He affects come everything. On. That's right. I mean, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. It's cool how He works. I love how He works. Yes. Relentlessly. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me about now. Okay. So we've gone <laughs> through your past. Where are you now? <laughs> Um, yeah, so I was I was telling someone recently that now feels like the season that I was called to Reading, but without the external circumstances, like without the craziness externally, mm-hmm. which is really funny. It feels a lot more of like an internal surrender. So that season to me felt like I was like, okay, I'm giving up the comforts of normal. I'm giving up the whatever I've built for comfort, even in the one year with him, I'm surrendering that to go into the unknown and to yield to the mystery of knowing you and your ways. And I'm, I feel like this is kind of the first season that he's invited me back into that, but it's in a heart posture way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I came home, I felt him drawing me to wait on him. But I was like, I don't think you can just do that. I don't think you can actually just wait on you. Like, I don't think that's possible. That doesn't make any sense. I've got to be doing something for you. I've got to be working my way towards something. I need to be developing myself in some way. And I do think there's seasons where you discern through movement, and that's totally true. But I I have felt for a while this draw from the Lord to just completely lay down, like just completely rest in Him and wait on Him. And... So I was like, okay, that's that's not that real. So I'm gonna go back to school, and I just I graduated like this past Saturday, oh two God, Saturdays ago, yeah, wow. um, from from UAB. But that was that was definitely a decision of in my own strength. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't that it was sinful, if you will, or 
that it went completely against God's word, but it was something where I felt I felt this awkward space of emptiness and like a drawing to wait on God. And I was like, this isn't real. I have to practically do something to develop myself. So I was like, I'm going to finish my degree that I didn't finish because I went to ministry school. And I did that. And it was cool. And he was with me. And we certainly had some good moments. But I could tell that it wasn't his strength because I was exhausted. Hmm. I was exhausted. And I was working two part-time jobs trying to pay for it. And I just felt like I was falling short on, on every front. Mm-hmm. And so I could, yeah, I could really, really easily tell that it was in my own strength. I don't know if I quite had the faith to just drop it and be like, oh, I'm just, I'm mm-hmm. whatever. Because mm-hmm. um, I was like, no, I want to see this through. I've invested in this. So I want to see it through. And so I did see it through, through this August. But I knew that after that was going to be a season of, of waiting for me, or at least I, I really felt that. And so um, in July, I went and worked at a camp um, the end of July and beginning of August. And a week before I went to that ministry camp, I was at the Love Lady Center, and my friend Tate was with me. Mm-hmm. And we, there was just, the Spirit of God was just beautiful, and he's just beautiful in that place in general. And so I was worshiping with my friends there and just really caught up in his love and feeling his delight in the room. And so all of us were kind of dancing and, and doing our thing. And all of a sudden, I got this word from the Lord that was like, I want you to give your car away to the woman that was on my right, and I know her pretty well. And it felt like, it just felt paralyzing in the moment. You know when you get get a word from him? (laughs) Yep, 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 yep. And I was like, oh, that wasn't real. Like that was not, there's no way that you just said that to me, Mm -hmm. as you were saying earlier. You're just like, no, you didn't. (laughs) No, you didn't. Um, And so you you receive a word like that, and it kind of sits on your heart, but then there's definitely, you you walk through it with the Lord of mm-hmm. like, okay. Um, and so that night, I was hearing the, the testimony of Pastor Leslie, who's kind of the pastor over the Love Lady Center, and he was talking about this time that God called him to give away his business and come into full-time ministry. The same night that you got the... He was he was giving his testimony to that wow. of this. And <laughs> I was like, okay, so I'm listening to this story. <laughs> and he talks about how... So he had... I mean, he has a wife and three children. And God asked him to, yes, give away his business completely, step into full-time ministry. And he asked... So he gave away his business and then he asked God, okay, God, what are we going to do? And God said, I'm not giving you your assignment yet, but you work for me now. And so he waited, and he—I can't remember what the term he was was that he used, but it was basically something about like they started to. At some point, they were eating the weird beans in the back of the pantry that no one ever eats. They were getting to that point, yeah. and and I was—I asked him. I said, Pastor Leslie, weren't you terrified? Like, was that not the the scariest feeling? And he said, Oh, he said, No. When God gives you a word, you can walk on water. Mm. And I was like, That is it. And that just—it mm-hmm. felt like it really pulled my heart into. Mm-hmm surrender on on giving the car away and and god had um spoken to me in that kind of in that same moment it all kind of came by the spirit at the same time but that in giving the car away i wasn't going to work for a season and that was completely foreign to me like i know no one my age that comes out of college and it's just like oh i'm just gonna have a season of not earning but a season of receiving and investing and just wait on god (laughs) (laughs) but anything else any yeah anything else was not bringing peace and of course once you consecrate a season to the Lord in that way, you get the best opportunities yeah. you've ever gotten mm-hmm. um, work-wise. And so that definitely came too. But I just, I know that I know that I'm supposed to be in a season of of fully resting in Him in a way that I never have before mm-hmm. um, and trusting on Him to create for me and, and, and trusting in Him to continue leading me. I think that's one of my biggest fears is like, oh God, if I start this in faith, am I gonna finish it in the flesh? Like if I, uh-huh. if I make if I make a move of surrender like this in faith, am I gonna be able, like, will you lead me through it mm-hmm. and not just leave me kind of at this empty, at this empty space? Um, and so I'm, I'm, I guess, a week and a half into my season of, of pretty hardcore waiting. Uh-huh. And um, I don't know what's next. Yeah, I don't know what's next, but I'm experiencing kind of in uh, Isaiah 30. There's a verse that talks about and rest and repentance is your salvation and quietness and trust is, is your strength. And I think that this season in my life is the first season that I've, I've felt that level of just like a deep breath into the will of God. 
mm-hmm. because as you heard earlier, like my story has been wild and adventurous and crazy and all over the place. Mm-hmm. And that's been really, really fun. But God was always leading me into something. And now it's like he's just leading me into himself. Mm-hmm. And what that turns into, I don't know. But I have no doubt that that he is on the season of rest. Mm-hmm. Um which just feels really countercultural and yes. really, mm-hmm. really different than anything I've personally experienced. But it feels like that's that's where my spot is with him right now. Wow. Where are you living right now? With yeah. This, during this um, season? So I, it's funny. I actually he set up a really cool living situation for me. End of July, beginning of August, and I just knew. And at this point, I was planning on working. Like I was. <laughs> When I when I said yes to pursuing an apartment with this girl, I was like, oh, I'm, this will be great. I can make this payment. Like, there's no issues. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to have a job, a full-time job, and I will have graduated school, and so I won't be paying for school anymore. Um, and so I, I had total peace on living in this really cute, like, townhome apartment deal in Highland Park. Mm-hmm. Um and then he called me into the season of waiting after the apartment. So I, I don't know that I would have had the faith, honestly, yeah. to sign a lease with circumstances looking the way they are. Um, and so that's his grace mm-hmm. that he – it feels like he's drawn me away. Because, t- like, my roommate works every day like a normal person. Yeah. She works 8.30 <laughs> to 5.30, and so she's gone all day. And I really have just – I mean, even already, just having amazing time with the Lord and just mm-hmm. – really sewing in in that way and sewing in relationally and friendships and honestly like i'm in a season of of probably giving more open-handedly than i ever have because as i'm waiting on him i'm i'm learning him as provider Mm -hmm. and so it's it's the knowing him as provider that allows us to open or at least allows me to feel like i can open my hand Mm -hmm. but it's when i'm in my own strength that i think that i have to fill up the storehouse of my pantry or my closet or whatever it may be um and i can just i can feel the shift of like oh there's there's an open-handedness that comes when i recognize you as provider versus the closed hand clenched fist of i have to earn everything i'm going to have so i have to keep and store up everything i have if that makes sense yeah so all that say i live in highland park currently yeah wow yeah we are brave little girl (laughs) (laughs) um you know, mm. what are some of the verses that speak deeply to you? Yeah, um, I would say one that feels really alive right now is that I referenced yes. Isaiah thirty fifteen. Yes. That feels like a huge Quite. clinging verse for the season. Mm-hmm. And then um, John fifteen two, mm-hmm. where Jesus is obviously talking about the vine and the branch, and he's talking about the fact he basically gets at the fact that growth is rewarded by pruning. Mm -hmm. So a season like this for me, I think initially I felt like, oh, am I being punished? Like, did I do something wrong? Like, why is all this being stripped or narrowed, if you will? Like, Mm -hmm. why is it, is it coming in so closely? And, and the Lord just is really showing me that this isn't punishment. This is actually the fruit of growth where he talks about every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. Mm -hmm. And so just that that growth in God and, and closer relationship with God results in more pruning right. instead of yeah. things getting easier, yeah, which isn't really an easy yeah. pill to swallow for me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I thought that this was just going to get easier and easier. And he, in a way it does because you know him more and more, which means it gets better and better. But I think in terms of me learning how to surrender, me learning how to submit to his lordship, it feels like it 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 gets narrower and narrower Mm -hmm. and more specific and more personal Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's been a huge a huge verse for this season yeah printing can be very painful yeah (laughs) and that narrowing is very hard yes you know um i'm showing my own life it's been very hard to be um when the good things get taken away for better yes but he's faithful yes he shows up yes you know but it, it it is not um like, oh, I accepted it in Jesus, and now my life is right. just, you know, easy peasy mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's hard. Right. And, but in a good way. Yeah. Would you say that the majority of your walk has felt like it just increasingly narrows? Or would you say there's seasons where you feel like you're in a, a wider place, like a, a broader place, and then it narrows back again? Um, 
For me personally, I think it started out broad and then it's just narrowed and narrowed. And right now I feel like it's super <laughs> narrow. <laughs> like, I don't, um, but maybe it'll go out again. I don't know. I feel like he, I do think it, that's the sweetness that he does. He yeah. changes maybe sometimes yeah, right. what's narrow, like the narrow parts. Yeah. Um, you know, for a while it was just narrow with like babies who were a little sicker and harder um, that I had to yeah, deal yeah, with. Yeah, and yeah. now it's... Um, Mm. still children but also getting to do this mm-hmm. but it's very yes I definitely feel like my life, life is very yes. narrow and yes. that's um, it, it can be hard because you see other people and what other people are doing and it's hard not to compare yes it's hard to you know like like you were saying with your roommate like she's going out and working yeah. and you know when you're not and, yeah. or, you know it, it is very hard not to compare um, what God's called me to mm-hmm. do as opposed to what he's called other people to mm-hmm. do and um, mm-hmm. so it, um, mm-hmm. so yes, my life yeah, was very narrow. Okay, I was reminded about when you were talking about when you were young yes. and asking your teachers, "How do you know more of God?" Yes. What would you say to yourself, your six-year-old self, now that you've experienced God in oh, such a way? What, what would you say? Well, I, I, it'll be so interesting, <laughs> like answering this in my like later in life. Like uh-huh. I'm 22 yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. and eight it wasn't can, that it, long ago. It, like yeah, it feels yeah, like it was. Yeah. I'm like I still feel like a baby. <laughs> um, but so far <laughs> from what he's taught me, I think I would just say to in, to anyone, and and this is what I say to younger girls that I kind of walk with now. It's like like spend time seeking him. Mm-hmm. Like it's not because to me, I think in those moments when it felt. When I felt hungrier, it felt like this kind of emotional experience. Those emotional, I, I now think that those emotional high or spiritual high moments are supposed to, to drive you into the depths of seeking Him. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. where, where it can feel like, oh, I just want another moment like this. It's like, no, go into the secret place and get in His Word and, and spend time really intentionally talking with your people about who Jesus is to them and what He's what he's doing in their lives and what we see him doing around us. And I think that that brought so much relief to me when I realized, oh, I actually have all the freedom in the world, especially living in this country with the freedom that we have right now. Like there, there is as much of God as I want. Like mm-hmm. I, I can, I can spend as much time with Him mm-hmm. as I want in the Word or reading what some would call the fluff, but is also can be fun, like commentaries yeah. or or mm-hmm. authors that I love. Um, and I think just taking that passion and that that hunger and making it really tangible, like mm-hmm. okay, I you like if you if you long for him, then seek him in practical ways, even when you don't feel like you're longing. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what I wish that someone would have scooped me up at that age and done mm-hmm. is like teach me how to be in the word, teach right. me teach me what he says, like teach me spiritual truths that are that are of God, um, and and kind of lead me in that because I'm hungry. Yeah. And I want it. And I see that in kids all the time. And I think because I was a kid that didn't, my parents did the best they could mm-hmm. and they're beautiful people. They just weren't fully surrendered. And so you can't really, they didn't, they weren't really mm-hmm. following. And so they yeah. definitely couldn't lead me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but being a kid at that age and not having a lot of help, when I see young kids that are hungry now, it, it really sets my heart on fire. Mm-hmm. It really sets my heart on fire. Yeah. Um, just because I think the kingdom is theirs anyway. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's it's really cool to hear about families, okay. um, like y'all's family, that is such a testament to like, okay, God's ways are real and they work mm-hmm. and they work through children as you sow into your children and as you mm-hmm. spend time listening to them and journaling what they say mm-hmm. at lunch and like as you sow the word into them and build a... A, a family culture that is about connecting and just spending time like those it gives me so much hope like I can literally yeah, feel yeah. the hope inside of me right now of like oh no this is real and there is hope for this for my family that exists now as God is changing us and also the family that I'm going to have to come Lord willing yeah. but um yeah 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 that's what I would say now I love that yeah great answer yeah it is a great answer mm-hmm. mm. it's exciting and it's I, I think like when you were saying that I was thinking my aunt told me when I was about your age, and mm-hmm. I like, I am that like, 
Um, Donna Reed was like my idea of a heaven show. Like I wanted to be her. I wanted to have kids and I wanted to be a mm-hmm. wife. And that's all I wanted to be. And when I was 22, 23, I wasn't married, you know, and yeah. that's all I wanted. Yes. And I remember her sitting me down and her saying, this is the sweetest season of your life because wow. it's just you and Jesus. And he, you know, you don't have to wow. like take care of a husband. You don't have to take care of children. Like it is just the two of y'all. Mm-hmm. And so like, enjoy this like mm-hmm. n- this time with just y'all yes. and I, yes. I mean at first I was like oh what is she talking about like I mean of course I'm gonna have time with the Lord you know when I'm yeah. when yeah. I'm married when I'm married but it is it is different I mean it is a different narrowing too yes. um but you her pouring into me and to realize of this different seasons mm-hmm. in life mm-hmm. and like for you to get to pour into these little ones and tell them, yeah. hey, listen, yeah, 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 this yeah, is yeah, how yeah. you do it. You search out his word. Yes. You spend time in his word, yes. and you have that time. Um, because every season has ebbs and flows of, like, uh, the amount of physical time that you have yeah, like, that's to right. spend time that's with good. him. Yeah. Um, well, so I also nice. think that was a good answer that you could not only say to an 8-year-old, but also to everyone. I agree. <laughs> if we are seeking God, if our question is how do we know him more, yeah, look for him. The reason we call this podcast Every Part is because the Bible says that we are all part of God's body. And that's so important to remember. And it's so fun for me to get to hear different people's parts in the body of Christ. And this is what the Bible says about it. Now the body is not made up of one body part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. So what would you say is your part in this season of life? Yeah, that's a great question. That's a great question. Um, my part in this season of life, in a, in a really interesting way, because I've heard of stories of people that, that got saved and like radically encountered by God or something really crazy happened and and then God pulled them away for some time into his word Mm -hmm. where they really got to know the fullness of God through his, well, not the fullness because we'll never get there, but (laughs) they they got to search out the scriptures and really see God through what he's given us to Mm -hmm. know him, to know him by. Um, And so in in a really funny way, I feel like a baby in that. I feel like a baby in the Word. Mm -hmm. Like it's not something that I'm crazy comfortable with or have a super broad view on. And so that really feels like the call on Mm -hmm. the season Mm -hmm. is for me to hide myself in His Word Mm -hmm. and just really know Him as He has revealed Himself to us in that way. Uh, the ministry school I went out to is, is really spiritually robust. And like there's a lot of... Um, just freedom in the spirit, and so I feel like I've I've learned I've started to grow a muscle of like what does it feel like when the spirit of God shows up in a room, or what does it feel like when He gives me a word to do something right now, like kind of that muscle. But with the word, I'm so hungry to to know Him in that way mm-hmm. that this season feels kind of like He's hidden me away for mm-hmm. Himself and mm-hmm. just wants to teach me about Himself. Um, and I'm sure. As I, I mean, all of us, but as I get more and more acquainted with his word and, and his testimony and just mm-hmm. the nature of who he is through that, the, the my foundation will become more and more sure. Mm-hmm. Like, like just, and that's something I'm really honestly desiring for myself is like, I want, I want things to be a little bit smoother than they've been. Mm-hmm. Cause in some seasons, like it feels like things can get a little bit roller coastery or I can feel a little... Um, like I don't have the grounding that I want, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I just I think the word is is a good place to to yeah. build that foundation up in that place. And so, um, yeah, ceasing from my own strength mm-hmm. and my own work, and and really coming into His rest, and then learning how to. Um, I heard someone recently say 
basically a warning against mistaking opportunity for anointing Mm. um, and learning what God is actually on and learning how to say yes to what God is on instead of seeing opportunities and wanting to store up security Mm -hmm. in myself Mm -hmm. in that way Mm -hmm. or or maintain control for myself in that way. Um, and so I think that this is a season, honestly, of just my part looks like letting go yeah. and letting him create things for me to step into mm. instead of me trying to please him or create security for myself by building up something in vain, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's Good. that's what. And I, I, I pray that this season for me is really foundational when it comes to discerning his strength versus my own. Because I don't even just a year and a, a yearish of doing it in my own strength, it kind of broke my heart in a way of like, oh, I don't, I don't want to be exhausted. Like yeah. I'm a daughter of the King, and right. you have paid everything for me to be able to walk by your Spirit and like receive from the finished work. Mm-hmm. And so for me to to sell that short by by striving or moving in my own strength, mm-hmm. I could just feel the the heart of God on it, and I was like, this is not. How I, this is not how I want to live. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is not how I want to live. So definitely feel humbled by that season and and desperate for him now in this one, and just really curious and relieved mm-hmm. to move forward yeah. with God. Well, especially after you felt the freedom. Yeah, that's what I love yes. about you. I just can feel the love that you're like. I know what it's like to just surrender to the Lord. Yes, and um, I feel like God always gives me this image of sitting. Um, in prison with chains on Mm -hmm. and I'm hearing him be like, you know, you're not, you're not in bondage. You literally are free. (laughs) So it's so easy. I feel like that. I always like, Oh, this all, you know, this is weighing me down. He's like, you are free. So I just feel that freedom in you and just kind of speak that over you to just continue in in this. Um, How are you practically when you say you're learning the word, do you have ways to do it or just reading? Is there anything listening to stuff? I'm going chronologically through. Okay. And I'm I'm using the Bible recap. Yes, I love Have that. that. Yes. <laughs> it's super yes. it's super simple. Um but I, she just restarted too, right? Did you listen to the podcast? I don't too? I okay. bought the book. I'm okay. a book yeah, woman and I don't like electronics with me. Oh, In the, I'm like it, I, probably smart. Yeah. <laughs> um and so I, I bought her I mean it's bigger than my Bible, like so much bigger. It's huge. Um but it's just Perfect. it's it's really practical just yeah. because even even just like logistics in the word I don't yeah. have I wasn't raised in the word right and so I mean some of the things I'm reading I'm like oh my gosh oh my gosh so <laughs> I'm just going through chronologically we're currently in Exodus yeah and um I'm reading the Bi- the Bible recap with it and I'm reading a ton of it so it's not a daily thing for me I'm like reading studying yeah you're learning um but I also am the type of person that like if I'm gonna my desire is if I'm gonna learn something I want to know everything mm-hmm. so like every, I'm like I want to know Hebrew like I want yeah. and I'll just go really deep and then I won't move forward very quickly and I feel like this season is just a season to get acquainted with like just kind of the basics of what he's written about himself like Mm -hmm. just read Mm -hmm. um and so I can I can feel the the in some ways I think it can be Ernie because or like Mm strivey because I'm like I want to know everything there is to know about it Uh but I'm really trying to just rest and be like I'm just gonna read the bible Right. I'm just gonna read the Bible, right. yeah. and there's and and the Bible recap is really beautiful because it points to the um, heart of God uh-huh. through it all. So so yeah, it's been really helpful so mm-hmm. far, and it's been really simple and really really sweet. Yeah. It's yeah, exciting. It is exciting. Yeah, you know, it's like when you read a book for the first time, you're like, I'm so excited you get to read it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. This is yeah. so fun. It's going to be a good season for yeah. you. Yeah, it's exciting. I will tell you, you probably have already heard this before, but um, my parents used to say um, when I was a child and like mm. when I was learning how to study, they would say, whenever you come to the Bible, pray that God would open your eyes come to on. see all of the truths in his word. Um, That's and good. It's so important because sometimes we go into it with our own eyes and our own like way but god wants to make it clear to us and sometimes it gets really hard to understand i mean i I know i'm a layman but i mean you know i don't know a lot of things about a lot of things but when i pray that god will you know open my eyes and see all of the wonderful truths in his word i mean he shows it to me and makes it clear and it's like he just picked out a certain verse for that day it's like i think you ordered the bible just for my day (laughs) just knowing that i was going to need that um but his word is alive and active Mm. and uh i just would encourage you when when you are studying that you would pray before you're reading that's really good you know open your eyes yes Um, and the other thing on that too that I've also learned from 
Bubba. Bubba. <laughs> um, is when you're reading through it, I always have a like a journal next to me, and I'll write whatever. And it's amazing how once you go through it and you start again, you're like, it's all you're never gonna like have that same verse the same time, you know? Yes. Oh yeah, that's but it's because I mean, I feel like mine are now have three little kids, so we're just Bless it's short lived. But yes. it's it's I'm, I'm like, what is God teaching me in this today? Yeah, and then just I don't yeah, know. yeah, I yeah. feel like, it, and then over years, you see just how every time I mean I think it's described as a diamond where it's like it's you're never going to reach the end you that know and good. I don't know I've, that's beautiful yeah excited I, for you yeah every time like yeah every time you turn it you mm-hmm. see it in a different light mm-hmm. um I mean it, it's gotten to where I mean I mark mine all mm-hmm. up I mean I feel like this is mm-hmm. my love letter mm-hmm. from God yes you see know? I don't write in mine that's why I like yes. yeah <laughs> okay uh, mine yeah. is just oh, mine is, gonna I get messy. Like, if anyone okay. looks they're probably concerned yeah but that's okay yeah it's a good thing yeah I love the love letter, the love letter paradigm to see it through. That's Mm -hmm. how I've really been trying to receive it in this season. Mm -hmm. It's like you wrote this for your people Mm -hmm. so that we could dwell with you and belong to you. Like that's the whole point of all Mm -hmm. of this is to be yours. What are you, what are you saying? Yeah. Yeah. And we talked about this before with other people, but, um, you know, not knowing the whole story, people who have become Christians later in life. Right. Like getting this a full picture, like through like storybook Bibles, like kid Bibles and seeing like how God is working all from the beginning all the way through. Right. It's very helpful. Right, right, right. Um, because it is hard sometimes when you get in there and get into Leviticus and some <laughs> of the judges and you're like, oh, wow, some of this is a little hard, you know, to <laughs> yes. push through. Um, uh, it helps seeing the beginning like seeing the end from the beginning, Mm -hmm. yes. Okay, in the spirit of bragging on weaknesses, is there a part of life where you feel like you're not doing your part yet? That's good. Um, That's really good. I would say... I would say if you would ask me two weeks ago, okay. I'd be like, I haven't read through the word all the way through. <laughs> yeah. And that feels just like that's a huge deal. Yeah. That's a huge deal. Um, So that's definitely a place where I'm growing, mm-hmm. Um, where I'm growing. And then... I think for me too, um, this one probably feels a little bit more vulnerable, but like like fellowship mm-hmm. is something I'm really trying to learn. Mm-hmm. And it can feel, I think my family has just always felt so crazy. Like relationships have always felt so crazy with so many marriages. And so like, it's always, there's never been a steady, I've mm-hmm. never felt like a particularly steady person. Mm-hmm. And I think that is probably from my upbringing. Mm-hmm. It was just always changing. Um, and always wild. And so just learning how to, you know what I would think I would call it is probably contentment, learning mm-hmm. contentment, mm-hmm. like learning how to abide and learning how to let Jesus be enough mm-hmm. and not look externally or not think that a change needs to happen on the outside for there to be this deep satisfaction on the inside. Yeah. Um, that's something, a, a muscle I feel like he's working in me right now and, and realizing that like the gift of abiding is that I just get to remain in what God has called me to until he calls me into something else. Mm-hmm. And like in that, that's actually, I think, at least for my season right now, where the key to contentment comes from mm-hmm. is that realizing that I don't have to create something new or be on the edge of my seat for the next type thing or um, be constantly reaching and grasping or ready for the next thing. I actually get to like sink back into mm-hmm. being present with God and letting Him satisfy me in the present mm-hmm. instead of reaching or being restless in that. Yeah. And so I think with that, like fellowship is in and friendship mm-hmm. is in that for me. Like it doesn't always have to be something crazy big or, prof- or profound or where I feel crazy momentum. Like sometimes meeting with the co- same person for coffee twice a week and letting those roots go deep is actually really mm-hmm. holy work. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of, of comfort and strength to be found in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say, yeah, I would say those are, are two pretty big areas for me where I feel like he's strengthening me. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's been a lot of rest in, in both of those both of those aspects. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big step to take. And I do feel like our culture does not yeah. it is like we want to see what you're yes. doing. We want you to post about it and yes. prove that you were worth it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it, to be able to say, I'm not 
I don't need to do that. I'm right. Not trying to impress you. Right. You know, I'm doing right. this for the Lord. And to, That's I good. love what you keep referring to growing the roots. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like over the long mm-hmm. term, that's what you're going to, like you said, like this mm-hmm. is the season where you can mm-hmm. go so deep. Mm-hmm. So later when you have kids and you mm-hmm. have zero time, yeah. you know, you're going to be like, mm-hmm. I know the Lord's so real because right. I've invested the time at, you know, this point in my life. Right. Well, when the winds blow, which uh-huh. they will, you uh-huh. will have something that holds you down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those roots go deep. And they hold you, and it's a firm mm-hmm. um, foundation. Yes. I just, I, uh, I just keep thinking about um, how Paul was talks in Philippians about learning the secret of contentment, mm. and whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or want. Mm. Um, and, and it is learned. Yes. And I think you're doing such a great job mm. of really trying to learn that contentment yes because it does not come naturally right and I think you know um, I think your part is showing like the people that you're around that you are striving mm. to to live in the contentment of where God has you that's good and not like reaching for that's really good things because so many times like whether you're living in plenty and you're reaching for more yes or living in want and you're reaching for more yes. or something you know mm-hmm. where this reach is never it doesn't it's matter never whether, yeah, it's never satisfied yeah. <laughs> ever yeah um, that's good and that's so good you know, I, I, I we really appreciate. I, I've yeah. really enjoyed meeting yeah. with you. I appreciate you doing your part. I appreciate mm. um, how you're living because I know it's a testimony. I'm, sh- I, I'm sure. Uh, I can't wait to hear about. Mm. Uh, or maybe you have already given. Have you already given no, the car tonight. away tonight? So tell your. Yeah, I'm. Um, well, I have. To, sh- I'm gonna go like get it cleaned out, get an oil change, and then I'm dropping it off at Love Lady. She actually doesn't even have her full. Like she's ta- she's currently going through testing to get her restricted license back. So that was so, I was oh, so wow. thankful that before I spoke to her about it because I prayed about it for a month, talked to people for it. Like I really, because to me it feels like I don't know, it feels like a big deal to me. And it is a big yeah. deal. Um, <laughs> and it's 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 not even like a super nice car, but something about it to me signifies like a control and surrender thing. And uh-huh. so I definitely, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's been a month of wrestling, but just a month of. God solidifying the mm-hmm. word in my heart, um, but so when I when I spoke to her last week about giving it to her, she was like, "Well, her first, she's she's an amazing woman, amazing. She's graduated through the program and now was kind of there serving. And um, her first thing was she was like, "Well, what are you gonna do?" Which uh, is so sweet. Uh, and I was like, yeah. "I don't know, but he's gonna take care <laughs> of me. Yeah. Like he's he's gonna take care of me." Well. And then the second question she asked, or the second thing she said, she said, "Well, I don't even have." I don't even have my license fully back. And I was so thankful that the Lord had solidified the word in me. Because if I'd had any hands still mm-hmm. in the situation, I might have been like, oh, well, Never. I'll keep it till you get that back. Uh-huh. And then, but I mean, I can feel like I'm so, I woke up this morning so ready just to have it released. You know, when God asks something of you and you feel so much better without it than you feel with it once yes. he's asked for it. I don't care, like, even if it's five bucks, like to someone specific, to me, I'm like, I I would so much rather it be gone if you've asked for it than have it lingering because then it just gets weight and it just, yes. yeah, it's not fit yeah. anymore. Right. right. Um, and so I'm really, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm excited for yeah, you. That's yeah, exciting. Yeah. And I feel I so much peace. Like I think Pastor Leslie's word was so good and probably will stay with me maybe for the rest of my life about when God gives you a word, you can walk on water, mm-hmm. but that is, that is a personal call. Like it's never, because I can hear about things that other people are doing in faith and I can feel striving come up in me and be like, oh, I can't imagine doing that. And I feel fear and like, am I not enough? Mm-hmm. When it's like, no, we are just to respond to the personal call. Like what right. does personal obedience look like? What does your yes look like? And y'all talk about that mm-hmm. in playing your part. Like you're not supposed to play everyone's part. You're just supposed to be fully obedient to your own. Yes. And not strive toward someone else's. Right. Yeah. And when we do our part, it, it, good. it, it all works together. That's it's good. perfect. Yeah. Come on. So tell everybody, y'all go do your part. It's good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, this was so fun. Um, gosh, Sarah is just incredible. Can you believe how young she is? No. And she's just like so on fire for the Lord. You would have thought she has known Jesus for forever and yes. just the way that she's walking with him. I love how. Um, you know, the sweetness of um, 
just knowing the Lord and like going in and studying and reading the Bible for the first time through and like really diving deep. I loved how you said to her, like, it's like exciting reading a book for the first time. And that really it's like that joy that she's getting to experience. Um, But she's just being faithful to do what God's called her to do. And and she doesn't do it, um, the giving away the car thing. I mean, that story, holy moly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't imagine. But I loved how it wasn't like – under like any kind of quick move like she prayed about it for a month she's really planned it out and then and she's gone through it step by step so it wasn't under what is it called when it's quick giving like impetuous impulsive impulsive yeah yeah Yeah. i don't know my words (laughs) (laughs) that just sounds fancy yeah (laughs) and wrong (laughs) all you english teachers out there I fail. <laughs> I do. I was really amazed with her. The thing that I really stuck out to me, I can't do it. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Sorry. I mean, the thing. <laughs> But seriously, how do we move on? Okay. But I love that she doesn't give compulsively. She gives because God put it on her heart and then she prayed about it and she went through the proper steps of giving it and now she's giving the car away a month later. And I loved her attitude. Like, she's so ready to do it because once God has told her to do something, it's almost a burden carrying the car still. Yes. So I loved her outlook on that. I thought it was just so precious. I did too. And I just love the way she was so humble about everything. Yes. You could feel that she has such a true relationship with the Lord. Yeah. She's not running ahead. And I feel like now everyone thinks, me included, that we need a plan and we need to know what we're doing and what's our part in this season. But sometimes it can just look like surrender and say, I don't know what my part is. And right Mm -hmm. now it's giving this person their car, uh, my car. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing is to be unfolded when God tells me. Right. And I love just that being able to walk faithfully in him step by step and it's an exciting adventure yes and it's very inspiring to me to see what is god doing in my life that i'm ignoring or what does he want me to tune into and she just does such a good job of that and putting all of her things aside to really tune into him oh i completely agree and i loved how she said she doesn't want to start in the season like all in with God, but then end all in with Sarah's strength. Yes. She wants to finish this season in God's strength, just like she started it, which yes. I think she's definitely going to do. Um, I just love how she's doing her part in the body of Christ. She's being faithful to be fed by the Lord and to grow up in Him. She's being faithful to do what He's called in, called her to do with her finances, with her all of her different things. And she's faithfully doing her part in the body of Christ, just like we are all called to do. So... Guys, let her story motivate you to go and do your part.